Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Shock of Reality, the podcast devoted to discussing the topic and facts that everyone really cares about with no fear. Featuring your host, the voice of the seaport, DJ SAV. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, email us at theshockofreality at yahoo.com. That's D A S H O C K O F R E A L I T Y. All one word with no spaces. Topic listed is podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram under the same heading. So now, let's get popping on the topic of the day. How you doing, everybody? This is DJ SAV. Once again, going it alone. Take this time to give a shout out to Alvin Smalls. Uh, Jason Rising, you know, they're doing their own thing in this uh, time with the pandemic and whatnot. I'm trying to continue on with the podcast because this is something that's very important to me. I also want to take this time to apologize for the infrequency of the new shows right now. There's so much going on, and I want to make sure that when I do present something, I am uh, educating and uplifting as well as informing, I, I don't want to do anything negative, but when stuff negative needs to be reported, I want to make sure that I have the facts. I don't want to be like other uh, media uh, journalists or whatnot. I don't want to fan the flames just to try to make this more popular. I want this to be popular because you're getting a level-headed view and information. I don't want to incite and enrage people for them to do things that's going to come back on them, even though sometimes a little bit of anger is good. Um, with everything that's been going on with the, the George Floyd thing and uh, people being shot and whatnot, I really wanted to do a show uh, about police officers and you know these things, and I wanted to give insight from both sides. I I feel like I need to research that a little bit more before I tackle that because I want people to understand every side before they form their own opinion. We can't make blanket statements about law enforcement or the military. We can't make blanket statements about people who are victims of these things because not everybody is innocent not everybody is guilty. No one deserves to lose their life uh, frivolously whether you're someone being stopped by by the law enforcement or you are law enforcement but today this show is going to be about health insurance the title of the show is called rest insured um before we move forward i want to uh you know bow our heads and the passing of black rob dmx uh shock g aka humpy hump um, and in Savannah, uh, Mr. Vonado, a very beloved uh, local figure. Um, people who are listening here in Savannah will know who that is. If not, look him up. We we we've, we've started to lose a lot of people, you know. And I don't want to just uh, bow heads and and give a moment of silence for just the famous people, but for the grandmothers, the mothers, the fathers. The sisters, brothers, uncles, all the everyday people who make up the world that we live in. 
who have silently lost their battle with not only COVID but other uh, other diseases and sicknesses and whatnot. You all will be remembered by your family and friends. You all will be missed. God blessed us with your presences for what you did, no matter how big or small. And we thank you for that. And you'll never be far from our hearts. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, the reason why I picked today to talk about insurance is because this is something that directly affects me. Uh, for most of my life, I've been a single father. Uh, and to be honest with you, you know, uh, I know being a single parent is hard. But just to let everybody know, that was the happiest time of my life. Because I could focus on my kids. I could focus on me. We had nobody else brought into the equation that we had to interject into our lives. I could focus on making sure that they got everything they needed uh, health-wise, uh, sustenance, clothing, uh, housing, you know, and it was, it was great. The only bad part about me being a single parent is that for close to 15 years, I've not had uh medical care and now it's starting to catch up with me uh to the point where i need health care but i'm so scared that i'll go and i'll find out something that i can't fight and it will take the fight out of me that i can't continue to be there for my younger children and my grandchild in the capacity that they need me to be um Many years ago, uh, Barack Obama did Obamacare, and everybody had so much to say about it. I'm not going to say that it was a, a, a great thing, but it was better than what we had at the time. But as one of the people that it should have benefited, I didn't benefit. Because no matter what insurance they gave me, it seemed like nobody where I was accepted it so I was walking around paying for this insurance because if I didn't they'd take my tax return which is what I needed at the end of the year to do for my kids and to do you know things for myself that I didn't get to do during the year because everything was focused on my children you know making sure that they had clothes uh, they had food they had uh, uh, stuff for school you know what I'm saying and, and, and I'm not asking for sympathy I'm just making a statement of the choices I made and if I had to do would make over again um, I, I got Obamacare well, I'm not even going to call it that you know because even when it comes off my lips it sounds like it's disrespectful I got government assisted health care which is what it was um, and uh the premium wasn't big, but you know I couldn't go to the ER, or I would. I, I tried to go to a doctor, a really reputable doctor. They're like, "Oh yeah, we accept that," and then I get a a, a message later that, "Oh no, it says that we don't accept that." So all of the good that was about to happen to me was basically flushed down the toilet because you know this insurance that I had fought so hard to get after years and years 
was not accepted. Like even right now, um, I have so many health issues from uh, chronic pain to being unable to be able to walk, uh, joint damage, uh, blood pressure. I'm literally supposed to be on a tank of oxygen right now that I can't afford. You know, but at the same time, I can't stop moving forward and doing the things I have to do because I have people that depend on me. Um, you know, I got this insurance. I walk around this insurance card, and it's supposed to be like a, a suit of armor, and it's not. It's it, it's it's not helping me in the least, and I have to worry on a daily basis. Am I going to wake up? Am I going to be able to be here another day to do for my children? Am I going to not wake up? And my granddaughter, who's just now starting to form a sense of self, um, will she remember who I am if I don't make it past another day? All I want is to be able to do something to take away the pain uh, to, for me to get myself better so that, you know, I can enjoy the twilight of my years uh, to be with my children and my grandchild. You know, maybe I have more grandchildren coming down the line. I don't know, but I might not be here because I... I uh, I don't have the ability to keep myself well. But once again, I do not regret the choices I made because my children are healthy and happy because I did what a parent is supposed to do. Also, I am not here soliciting uh, attaboy or a pat on the back because I did what I'm supposed to do. I am not supposed to think about myself over my children. I am not supposed to get my uh, vaccinations and my children don't go to the dentist and my children don't go to the optometrist and my children don't. Those are not things that I'm supposed to do. We're into our third presidential uh, office. You know, including Obama, including uh, Donald Trump, and now Biden. You know, we went from Obamacare to Trump care to Biden care. You know, and, and, and I think that's childish. Why don't we call it what it really is? Government-assisted health care. You know, and, 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 and I mean, because it just seems like it's just disrespect. I mean, something that's supposed to be beneficial, and you want to, you know, vilify it. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like, except when it, we were talking about Donald Trump, then all of a sudden this was a positive thing. And my thing is, like, how is it different from when one of these other two presidents did it to now it being something uh, holier than thou because Donald Trump is, is signing on with it? Or trying to repeal it and redo it, I I don't understand that. It it, it just it it if I'm flabbergasted by just the thought of it. 
I think that people like myself need to be included when talking about this whole insurance thing. I don't think there needs to be penalties if a person chooses not to do it because you're making us pay for stuff that we can't use. So you're actually putting us in a worse off place than we were before you gave us this assistance. What good is it for me to have a million dollars in German money if nobody here in the United States takes German money? You know what I'm saying? That's that's the the inference I want to draw. What good is it for me to have insurance if my hospital doesn't take it? If my doctor doesn't take it? You know? And there's only so much that the health uh, department can do. They've got limited resources. You know, they have to charge for stuff as well, but their their resources are limited. Like right now, I'm... I can't tell you the last time I, I've had a tetanus shot, which probably leads to a lot of the problems I'm having right now. Um, and it goes from not having the money, not having the time, because I've got so many responsibilities. And me, being in the mindset I am, has made me a very irritable and grouchy person. And I'm not that. I, I like being happy. I, I like family. But it, it, it's, it's like things have just... The dark shadow foreboding that's over me about not knowing what my health is and what you know my expiration date is, which nobody really knows, but I feel like it's going to creep up on me, and and, and it scares me. It scares the living daylight side of me. So this is what I, I want to do, ladies and gentlemen. We need to become more organized and more informed. Look up this information about healthcare, about uh, government-aided healthcare. Also, look up how healthcare runs in other places like Canada. You know, inform yourself, educate yourself. That way we can bond together and formulate a plan where we can say, hey, this is what we've seen in other places. This is what we have here. This is what we need. We're so busy spending money on frivolous things like Gucci bags and uh, Maybachs and, you know, 55-room mansions that we don't need. You know what I'm saying? Once again, if you've earned your money, you can spend it on what you want. But do you realize that if all of the rich people in the world gave up just 1% of their wealth and allocated it evenly, there would be enough to bring the poverty line so far up. It would be ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? If, 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 if you take, let's say, we've got some people that are worth $500 billion, okay? If we take 1%, of that $500 billion, that's $5 billion, and we allocated it just in one area of the world, do you realize how much better things would be for people? The economy would, would, would be better because they would furthermore spending. Further, and then 
even for people who don't have insurance, they would have the money to be able to afford the health care, at least the basic health care they need to be able to survive and move on. You know, but that's not going to happen because there's nobody, I'm not going to say that, there are relatively few people who have amassed fortunes that are willing to just give to people who need desperately. And I'm not talking about giving to people who are just lazing through life looking for a handout. I'm talking about families who are living in a one-bedroom house, mothers who have been left to take care of their children because some man was not man enough to stay and struggle and fight to, to do what he's supposed to do. To the young kid who's done everything they can all through their life, but now that they're out of high school, they can't afford to go to college. That could be the next neurosurgeon that saves your family member's life. Uh, I'm talking about people who deserve it. I'm talking about people who, regardless of whether they're gifted this, that they'll still get up the next day and go to work. <clears throat> I won't lie to you. I am so scared every time I close my eyes. But at the same time, it's the only way that I can fix the pain that I am constantly in. Even right now, I feel shooting, throbbing pain through my extremities, especially my legs. But I don't tell my family. I don't share that with them because I don't want them worried about me. It's my job to provide for them to be there for them. I love being a part of the family. I love being a father. All I ever wanted to be was a father and a husband. The husband thing didn't work out. No fault of my own. But I like to think that I'm a really good father. The, inf in the instances where I have not been able to be a good father, the choice was taken out of my hand. I was not given the opportunity. But in, in the other instances where I have been given the opportunity, I've tried to be there since day one. And if there was not let to be there day one, I fought, I clawed until I was allowed to be there. And I, I never left. I took ridicule, I took uh, physical threats, verbal threats, I took, you know, being slandered and, and, and everything else. And because I wanted to be a father, someone that my kids could look up to and respect, I never tried to retaliate in a negative manner. Even when I was sick, I never missed anything that I had to do with my kids unless I had to work and provide for them. And even then, I tried to make sure my presence was felt. Right now, I have insurance, but I can't see a doctor because it's not accepted. What good is it for me to have this insurance? Now, I have to kind of blame myself because I didn't ask the person, hey, will this be accepted where I am? Will this be beneficial to me? Will I be able to finally do what I need to do to be a healthy part of uh, the community and to my family? 
I was just so happy when I was told you've got insurance that those things never occurred to me. And now I am so, so upset with myself and stressed out to the point of I feel nothing but doom and gloom. It's, it's, it's terrifying to be given that hope and the light at the end of that tunnel and then realizing that yeah, no you're not going to be helped you're not going to have the stress taken off your back so ladies and gentlemen what I want you to do and I want you to include your kids too we don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic we don't know if it's going to get worse sooner or better sooner. What we do know is we need to educate our children. We need to educate ourselves. There are so many people walking around here talking about, oh, well, this is the government. Do you really want to take that chance? Do you want that on your conscience? That because you're saying, hey, don't wear a mask. This is just the flu. We can survive that. And then something happens to someone you love because they're falling behind you. And then they're no longer here anymore. Don't believe what you told. Believe what you research and what you can prove. This is not a faith-based thing. This is not your belief in God. This is not your belief in 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 Buddha or whatever it is that you subscribe to this is scientific in my car right now I've got seven masks because no matter how much I tell my 12 year old about a mask she's always got an excuse and then when I fuss at her because I worry about her well being I'm in the wrong Cool, I'll be that as long as you're safe. When I do go out and I forget to grab my mask or my mask pop, I have to take that responsibility. I do. But I don't go out with a mindset like, I'm not going to wear no mask. This is a fake. Too many people have died from this. And the people who are talking about this is a fake, you're an idiot. And I feel sorry not only for you, but your family for you putting them in danger because you don't believe that this is true. That you believe that this is some kind of a conspiracy theory. Someone trying to get over on the masses. Too many people have died. Too many people don't have insurance. Too many people have insurance that they can't use during this time when it really needs to be had. Tomorrow I am going to research even more to find out what I can do to get the help I need so that I can be around. I don't want to be in pain anymore. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't need this. It's, it's, I've suffered for well over half my life going to a year more than half my life by the time my birthday rolls around. This isn't fake pain. I could be out here trying to 
get weed or buy pills from somebody. I don't want that. I want to see a doctor. I want to be diagnosed. And I want to do things the right way and the safe way. I have too many people in my family who have had addictions. I'm not going to do that to me. I've seen what addiction can do. When you're trying to find peace of mind. No, I want it done the right way. We cannot cut corners here anymore, folks. We have to band together. We have to get our government to see the people, not the numbers. Because honestly, if something's not done, then there's going to be nobody to protect and serve. Nobody to vote anybody in the office. It's going to be a wasteland. We have to fight back. We have to be willing to do what is necessary. Not only for ourselves, but for our neighbors, for our co-workers, for the people who are like family, for family. It hurts so much that I want to cry. Because I know there are more people out there that made the decisions I made. But then there are also people out there who don't even have the choice to give the care to their kids. Because they don't even have that option. You know, I remember going to the Department of Family and Children's Services. And I saw people with jobs who came in looking for help for their children, single parents, who were being told 30 days this, 30 days that. And then you got folks who are willingly living under bridges, who walk out with food, food stamps, money, health care that day. The system, something is wrong. But then also... When folks go in and they show their their behinds, when they are disrespectful and vulgar and, and overtly verbal with condescending tones and uh, abusive coarse language, that doesn't help the people who are on the front lines trying to help you. We have to be willing to change on both sides for there to be something positive come out of this you can't look at somebody and call them a SOB and they're hoping that they'll do everything they can to help you when you need help respect garners respect and it also garners people having empathy towards you and the problems that you're facing because remember just like you have your problems the people who are charged with helping us have problems as well. Point blank, period. They're human just like we are. They make mistakes just like we do. So we can't be upset when they have to find out information or they don't know something or they make a mistake trying to be helpful, trying to go above and beyond. Because a lot of people do. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We've got to wake up. We've got to be better than what we've allowed ourselves to be. We cannot be okay with being given the bare minimum handouts and being locked away in our homes trying to hide from something that affects us all on some level, one way or the other. For the things that the government have done to try to help, thank you. But you need to do more. And that's just the simple way it is. That's a simple statement of fact. Don't rest on your laurels. Don't rest on the fact that you've done this, this, and this to stimulate the economy. Now let's stimulate the health care. Let's stimulate getting rid of some of this debt that we've incurred, trying to be better. That there has to be a way to do this. We have to be willing to try. Well, ladies and gentlemen, next show that we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about law enforcement, armed forces, everything from the George Floyd case. You know, we're going to talk about all that. So I hope that you'll be here to hear what we're going to be saying and doing. It looks like we're just about out of time. We've presented you with the truth and documented facts. So now it's up to you and what you decide to do with them. Want to start trying to post new shows sooner? Don't forget to send your comments to us by email to the shock of reality at yahoo.com. That's D A S H O C K O F R E A L I T Y. All one word, no spaces. Subject podcast. Also follow us on Instagram on the same heading. Podcast available on Anchor FM as well as Spotify. Just search the name of the show. This has been your host, DJ SAB. In closing, if I said anything, don't agree with it. All you have to do is prove me wrong. Peace.